I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. All opinions and discussions on the podcast are purely individual experience, so please consult a doctor or medical professional for more information. Welcome to the Shake It Up Show, a podcast in partnership with Shake It Up Australia Foundation for Parkinson's Research, where we speak to people whose lives have been impacted by Parkinson's disease and hear their stories. My name is Amy Louise Ruffle. I'm an actor, comedian, podcaster, and most importantly, a proud Shake It Up Australia ambassador in support of my dad who lives with Parkinson's. My guest today is known as an Energizer Bunny and has teamed up with a friend for a big upcoming fundraiser ride. So to tell us more about that and her Parkinson's journey, please welcome Robin Higgins. Hi, Amy. Lovely to be here with you today. So thrilled to have you. So we'll get into the fundraiser as we go through the podcast. But just to get started, I'd love to um, hear a little bit about your life outside of Parkinson's first. So what do you do for either work or fun? What is Robin's world? Well, it's quite varied, actually. Um, I did. I haven't worked for quite a while now. So I, once I got diagnosed, I only worked for three weeks, and then I went on. Then I went on an overseas holiday, and when I came back, I went on sick leave and never worked again. So basically, I had three weeks of work, and then I just re- used the rest of my time to deal with my situation, and it meant also relocating to Queensland from WA. And so now I've got a whole range of different things that I do. So without work, I've, I'm in Probus. I'm in a book club. I've just started taking over the um, leadership of the book club. I'm in a car club. Um, I've got lots of friends where we dine out and go to events. Um, I'm a beach walk with my husband. And I've got quite a full life outside Parkinson's. Okay, lots of questions. I'd love to hear a book recommendation, uh, but also tell me what motivated the move from Perth to Queensland. What was that decision? Uh, Well, my husband had already retired and because I wasn't working and we didn't have any elderly parents and both of our children were on the East Coast um, since one of them has since moved to Bangkok, we didn't really have anything to keep us there. And we always thought it'd be nice to retire in, on the East Coast. It was close to our kids at the time. And um, it's just such a lovely place to be here. We just love it here. It was a really good move. Yeah, hearing you say you can go out for beach walks as I look out my drizzly window here in Melbourne uh, certainly sounds like the place to be. But, yes, what's um, the current favourite book that you've read in the past couple of months? Um, probably... Uh, the, where the Crawdads Sing is a lovely book. It's The movie's come out since. That was a really nice one that everybody in the book club really liked. I've actually been reading um, Jimmy Barnes's autobiography, which is an eye-opener. I'm surprised he's still alive um, with, the, with the childhood that he had. So um, working-class boy and working-class man are very interesting reads. Whether or not you like Jimmy Barnes, it's actually a story of overcoming a whole pile of adversity. Um, so those two I, thought, I found very interesting. Fantastic. And they feel like they're very um, different ends of the spectrum, those type of books, so there'd be something for everybody there. Yes. 
And being part of a book club is good because it means that you read books that you wouldn't normally choose and then you get to have a discussion and you see other people's points of view. So it's really interesting. And the people in the book club are interesting people too. Oh, it sounds like a great club to be a part of. Now, given that this is a, a, a podcast about Parkinson's, I'd love to chat to you about your Parkinson's journey and maybe start with when you first noticed a change in your symptoms and how you were feeling um, and then the road to getting that Parkinson's diagnosis. Well, the first thing that I really went to the doctor for was because I had a claw-like um, posture in my hand and I thought it was just something medical on I sort of the simple solution, maybe um, a day surgery or something. So I went to the doctor and um, she examined me and sent me to a neurologist. And I thought the neurologist was going to fix up something, some sort of nerve or something in my arm. And looking back, I actually had other non-motor symptoms as well. But um, he, basically when I went to the neurologist, he took 15 minutes, looked at all all my the things that they do and told me that I had Parkinson's so it didn't take very long to get diagnosed at all in relation to some people's stories about years and years of wondering what was wrong with them I didn't have any of that I, I thought I did have no idea that Parkinson's was even a consideration. So was that quite a shock then because you went from sort of nothing to something very quickly? It was a shock I was absolutely I was stunned absolutely stunned but he was very good. The neurologist um, explained the, the dopamine, etc. I've still got the diagrams that he drew. He told me that I'd have 20 good years. And it was actually my birthday that I got diagnosed on. So I figured, oh, well, I can always remember the date that I got diagnosed. And I figured, oh, you know, that's in my 80s, so that's okay. I'm, I can live with that. And um, I went home and told my husband. And we cried together. And then we decided that we were going to fight the beast. And we have been ever since. Together. I think together is a real key part of it, isn't it? Like having that support around you is everything. Yeah. So yeah. I guess yes. it sounds like you were very positive and proactive about it. How did you go mentally dealing with getting that diagnosis and then, yeah, looking forward? Well, I went to a psychologist about five times and uh, I went every couple of weeks and on the fifth one when she said, oh, you're amazing, I sort of figured, well, she can't do very much more for me. So I stopped going. And I was really lucky, again, with the neurologist that he actually recommended that I get onto um, Parkinson's WA, who had Parkinson's nurses. And Parkinson's nurse came out to my house and sat with me for three hours and told me all sorts of things. Some of them I didn't understand at the time because I didn't know what to expect. Um, but she was very good and gave a lot of advice. She was very empathetic and very um, friendly. I sort of felt that I had somebody there. And then I started doing exercise classes with Parkinson's WA. And I went to yoga uh, Parkinson's and I also did Tai Chi and also had a choir. A choir, okay, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Tell me all about the choir. Well, at the time they had like a lady who was really very, very good with just getting people to use their voices to speak out and to sing, to sing with, you know, with enthusiasm. Um, since then, I've actually joined a choir here in Queensland, um, which is based on the Speak Out program that's run through Parkinson Voice Project in uh, Texas. And um, we've got a choir that's very, very proactive here. Um, there's another one in Nambour, which is, you know, a couple of, uh, just down the road from Noosa. 
and um, it's very it's sort of like a mini support group as well. I can't believe we are 20 into this and uh, we haven't even come across the idea of a choir yet because when you're saying it, I'm thinking, yes, of course, that would be such a wonderful therapy for Parkinson's and vocal projection as well as the group support side of it. So this is just, it's blown my mind. I'm I'm excited. (laughs) In hindsight, I actually had, my voice was one of the symptoms that I didn't realise was anything to do with anything. Because being a teacher, I wasn't able to project my voice across two classrooms. And I also realised that being a teacher that I also had minuscule handwriting. But once I got um, onto medication, um, my handwriting improved in like three days. And now that I do voice exercises every day, um, I've, I've been able to maintain my speech. So your diagnosis, I believe, was in 2017. Flash forward six yes. years since then. What are your symptoms like today? I do remember a lady saying to me, oh, the first five years were a breeze. And now I realise what she was talking about. So um, now that I'm past five years of diagnosis, um, every day is different now, whereas before I could pretty well guarantee that everything would be, you know, as I expected. But the main symptoms I've got at the moment, are, as far as motor symptoms go, is rigidity and the rigidity affects my gait. I've got really all my non-motor symptoms pretty well managed. Um, And, you know, everybody knows, well, most people know that there are more non-motor symptoms than there are motor symptoms. And managing those is a lot easier for me because the medication is used for managing the motor symptoms. So tweaking the medication is important for that. Um, At the moment, it's basically rigidity. And I'm right side affected as well as right side dominant, so that affects a lot of things as well. But my balance is really good. I'm amazed. I can stand on one leg for like five minutes. Yeah, it's amazing how unique the disease can be for people and what presents in one certainly isn't guaranteed to present in another. That's exactly right. I haven't found anybody who's got the same symptoms as me. And I know a lot of people with Parkinson's. I do a lot of um, talking to people. And um, I've got a lot of friends who've got Parkinson's and I'm act quite active in the community here. So um, I still haven't met anybody the same as me. And I, I don't know, know if I ever will, especially because symptoms keep changing. That's true, yeah. You're not the same as you were, so it's hard to be the same as anybody else because it's every day is a little bit different. That's right. Now, you said you're very active um, talking to people, but you're also very active in uh, physicality, given that your nickname is Energizer Bunny. So tell me what you think the importance of being physically active is for helping your Parkinson's symptoms. Well, at the moment, the, um, the only known way to slow progression is to do exercise. And so exercise is basically my full-time unpaid unpaid financially but pays off, unpaid job, and that's what I do. So besides doing the book up and all that sort of stuff, I I attend a lot of um, group and individual sessions where I'm actively doing cardio, um, strength, balance, all those sorts of things to maintain the best that I can what I've got. It doesn't vary a lot, but basically the program is that I do two classes of exercise, a week where I've got one-on-one and they they adjust the program according to what I'm like on the day, but they actually have it coordinated and they've got it planned out um, so that it addresses all of my symptoms and it addresses all of the things that I need. 
Um, I do another one where it's a group class and it's the same sort of thing where it's strength, balance, etc. I do two different dance classes, one a seated dance for Parkinson's. I do boxing and that's boxing for Parkinson's as well. Um, at home I do my voice exercises every day. Um, I do it in the car when I'm on the way to the gym sometimes and, so, and in situations like this I do them before I speak. I sometimes go to an art class because I've lost a lot of my fine motor control so that helps with that. I've got a lot of things that I do at home so I go, I swim at the with a, a heated pool so I swim and um, do exercises like hydrotherapy type exercises in the pool. We do the beach walks help. I'm sure I've left something out. It's fantastic to hear the I guess, breadth and range of activities you're doing? Because I think we all know at this point that, like you said, exercise slows the progression. But to hear all of the different ways you're engaging your body and your mind, the different motor skills and strength and things that are required, I think that's a really good takeaway for people to know that, you know, it's not just about maybe going for a walk every day or be that great, but that you can really do this really full and diverse program of exercise to help. Yes, and that, and when I'm in group classes, that becomes a little mini support group as well because you get to chat to people and compare symptoms and compare what you can do and what you can't do and find out about different ways of managing symptoms, etc. So um, it, I think that I've, I'm doing it as well as I can. And as I've said before, some people have said, oh, you know, I want to be able to do what you can do. But I say to them, this is about me. You know, no one can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. So don't try to do what I do. Do what you can do and do the best you can do for yourself. An absolutely phenomenal mindset uh, for anyone to take away and to run your own race. Well, you need to because, as I said, you know, you can have people support you and you can have people around you who encourage you, but you still need to actually get in and do it. Now, you mentioned sort of these support groups and that you are active in the community and speaking to people. So I get the sense that that is um, something that's very important to you, sort of advocating for Parkinson's awareness. Talk to me about what that means, like what, how are you speaking to people, how are you connecting to your community, and therefore how can people, if they're maybe feeling a bit disconnected, find a way into the Parkinson's community? Um, there are quite a varied ways of doing that, but as far as talking goes, I've, I've done like speaking on local radio. Um, I've been doing this sort of thing, you know, through PD Warrior, and I've, I've written things about my story. I've been, um, I wrote, I was commissioned by Pfizer to write something for their website. Um, I've written things that have gone, local articles that have gone into the local paper. I've been in the support group. At one stage, I was the uh, assistant coordinator of support group. Um, and when we go to support groups, we have speakers. So sometimes I've got a little contribution that I can help with what they might be talking about. And as far as the local uh, advocacy goes, it's um, speaking out and doing fundraising, like I've fundraised locally for the support group and I've fundraised for Parkinson's Queensland. And now I'm going global with the with the fundraiser I'm doing at the moment. This actually this one is not actually me doing anything, whereas before it's been you know doing a walkathon or something like that. But this one is actually being initiated by my friend. 
Well, let's get right into that. So talk to me about the Iron Butt Motorbike Fundraiser. Well, um, my friend has a, a Harley and she's got a couple of motorbikes, but he's actually taking on a personal challenge to ride. It's called the Iron Butt Ride and you'll hear why, why work out why when you hear about it. It's doing 1,600 kilometres in 24 hours or less. And because he was doing this challenge, which will take him from Coolum Beach just to the other side of this, sorry, just this side of Newcastle and back again in 24 hours or less, he thinks he can make it in 18. So it, for him, that's his challenge. So he approached me and said, we might as well use it as a fundraiser. So who, you know, who, which charity would you like to nominate? And so then I contacted Shake It Up and uh, we, we're moving on from there. So we've got an appearance this weekend at the Noosa Classic Car Show and we've got a, like a little um, a marquee and we're going to take the Harley and take donations and we've got a QR code, etc., so that people can donate. So far we've got about 2,300 raised, um, but we're looking for more. So listeners of the podcast, if right. they want to contribute to the ride, how can they get involved and donate? Well, on, on the Shake It Up website, we've got our Raisley link. Any contributions would obviously be well, well received. So that's probably the best way to go to the Shake It Up website. We do actually have a flyer as well, getting a banner made so that when we, he actually goes on the ride, he's actually leaving at midnight to, be, to try and be safe to avoid traffic. Um, but he's coming back in about six o'clock and he, to sort of prove that he's done it because it's sort of a little bit like a mini um, Guinness Book of Records personal challenge. So he has to prove that he's done it. It's through the Iron Bud Association um, in America. So he has to collect like evidence that he's done it. And, and he's, so he's leaving from a fuel station where he you know, has his receipt and has to continue to get the receipts every time he stops for fuel. And then as he comes in at the last five kilometres before he goes back to the fuel station, he's going to stop and take me. I'm going to be all, get, all, all ready to go and I'm going to hop on the back in the last five k's. I'm going to ride on the back of the Harley. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be sort of like the, that'll be the big arrival. And we hope to get rented crowd there to receive us because it'll be about six o'clock on a Sunday evening. Oh, that sounds like a fantastic finale to have you guys coming into the sunset at the end of the day. And I hopefully there'll be a big crowd there to celebrate with you guys. Yes, I hope so. We've got we've got a few. I think we've got a few people we know who we can rally to um, come be part of Rent a Crowd. And then there'll be a celebration afterwards, of course. Mind you, he might be a bit tired by then. I think you'll be able to push through to have that celebration afterwards and a well-earned Palmer and beer or something. And yeah, so it's it's um, the actual racing ride is Graham Perkins, Graham Perko Perkins' um, iBot ride, and it's the Raisley site so that people can donate to that. Well, sounds fantastic. So I hope that any listeners that are up there in, in Noosa can get down and, and celebrate with you guys. And otherwise, if you're around the country, around the world, check out the Shake It Up website. We'll put the link in our show notes to make sure that people can uh, find that link and donate easily there. But Robin, it's been such a thrill to have you today. One last question before I let you go. 
Um, you mentioned that someone gave you some interesting advice early on that, you know, the first five years are a breeze or said some things that maybe at the time you weren't ready to understand or didn't um, didn't quite get given where your journey was. So based on your experience, for someone that's just been diagnosed, what advice do you have for them? I suppose everybody's situation is different and it depends on how old you are and what you can do. But I would say basically... Find people who are positive and surround yourself with positive people um, who will encourage you and support you. Um, never give up because you never know. If you give up, you know, then you don't have a life. And the whole point of the actually dealing with all this is to lead the best life that you can with the situation that you're in. So I would say persistence pays off. So keep on trying and keep on doing what you can as, as best you can. Look at getting into a support group if you can. I know that some people are trying to, they're avoiding support groups because they don't want to see what might happen to them down the track. But I actually find it encouraging to say, if I can see somebody in a situation that I don't, that I want to avoid, I go, I'm going to try my best not to get like that. So that's sort of like my motivation personally to say, avoid, avoid as at all costs of what I can see somebody else is um, being taken into. So basically be positive, surround yourself with positive people, get, get, uh, get yourself educated about the situation that you're in and just keep on trying. Just keep on trying and doing the best that you can to live the best life that you can. Well, Robin, you are certainly such a positive person and that is really infectious i feel so much lighter and more uh joy-filled from talking to you so thank you for sharing your story with us and that positivity because it is just one of the only things we can control is our attitude right so thank you uh, and i wish you and graham every luck for the fundraiser in september and we can't wait to hear how it goes thank you very much it was lovely to be with you today amy Thanks for listening to today's episode. Shake It Up Australia funds groundbreaking Australian research that aims to slow, stop and cure Parkinson's disease. And they need your help. To support Shake It Up's vision of a world without Parkinson's, head to shakeitup.org.au forward slash podcast. Together, we can find a cure.